It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is still Spencer. I am still recording this podcast and putting it out into the world for all of you to hear all of these words and definitions and things. Uh, If you love this show, I highly, highly recommend you become a Patreon on Patreon. No, it's you become a patron on the Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. I think it's just Speed Jampar. Probably. Just go find Speed Jampar on the Patreon. You can join as little, as little as $1 a month, and that'll get you early episodes. And then, of course, you go up from there to $5. You get exclusives and stuff like that. Um, also, if you really love this show, you can buy merchandise. You can buy things. There's a T Public link in the show notes. And then, if you super duper love this show, you're going to write and review this show. You're going to go give it the five stars, write a review on the Apple Podcasts and all the other places so all the other people can learn about this show. Uh, what else? Social media at speed uh no at dictionary pod on twitter and instagram my personal is at speed jampar uh i need to do another tiktok soon it'd be weird to do a tiktok now today is uh, june 27th 7 12 a.m i'm in my work office if i do a tiktok in the next couple of months uh the people who go to the tiktok will see uh, an episode or the first word of an episode way 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 before that episode gets aired so uh that'll be a fun experiment uh you can email me dictionarypod at gmail.com so uh if you if you want to talk about anything say anything all that fun stuff all right the first word in this episode is echelon e c h E-L-O-N, Echelon, first form, noun from 1796, 1A1, an arrangement of a body of troops with its units each somewhat to the left or right of the one in the rear, like a series of steps. So that's interesting. I, I guess I've probably heard of Echelon in terms of troops, but I did not realize that they were stair stepped like that. So instead of all being in a line, uh, you know, if you look ahead of you, instead of everybody being a line straight that way, you are off center. You are you are staggered a little bit to the left or to the right of the person in front of you. I think that's what it's saying. That's interesting. 1A2, this is probably going to be pretty similar. A formation of units or individuals resembling such an echelon, as in, oho, geese flying in echelon. So it's similar because the geese, you know, they're off-center, they're staggered from the one in front of them by quite a lot, actually, um, because they're in that V-shape, and they do that because the, f- the one in the front is breaking up the air, and so it makes it a little bit easier for the ones, they're kind of flying in the first person's drift, Draft, drafting, drifting, one of those words. And uh, that's why they do that. 1A3, a flight formation in which each airplane flies at a certain elevation above or below and at a certain distance behind and to the right or left of the airplane ahead. So 
the 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 the, pe- the troops in 1A1 they're in more of like a two-dimensional way to do this. They're off-centered left or right. The geese, while technically they can go in three dimensions in the sky, they're usually kind of in a two-dimensional plane. They're all the the the, the birds are usually in like a flat plane-ish. But then the planes, the, the airplanes are not in a flat plane. Uh, they get to go, they can go up or down, left or right, and forwards and backwards. So they're, they, they did, they took the echelon to the next level. Hmm. I might need to post pictures of all of these on the social media. I, I did not know about this whole staggered thing. 1B, any of several military units in echelon formation. Also, any unit or group acting in a disciplined or organized manner as in served in a combat echelon. Uh, I am very curious to get to the etymology, figure out why this word is this word. 2A, one of a series of levels or grades in an organization or field of activity, as in involved employees at every echelon. All the different levels or grades of an organization. This is closer to what I'm more used to hearing this word used in, this this context. Uh, Involved employees at every echelon. So every level from the CEO all the way down to the poop scrubber, they, every, all the levels. Every company has a poop scrubber, right? To be a group of individuals at a particular level or grade in an organization as in the upper echelons of the bureaucracy. How is this one different than 2A? 2A is one of a series of levels or grades, so it's one of the levels, but then 2B is a group of individuals at a particular level. So the people at a level are the echelon, and then each of those levels are the echelon, I think. That's it. Oh, it's etymology time. This is a French word, echelon, which literally means rung of a ladder. And ooh, I'm remembering, it's been a while since I recorded, but I'm remembering the last word in the previous episode also came from ladder, this a shell thing. So, uh, okay, so echelon is rung of a ladder from old French. It's all, it's all ladder. That's what it is. It doesn't totally explain, though, why there's this, like, off-centered, staggered thing. Um, yeah, that's a that's still a little confusing, but, you know, it totally makes sense when we're looking at the employees, the organization, the levels, rungs of a ladder, you work your way up the ladder. I like to work my way down the ladder. Can I go down in business? Okay, I need to make a sound effect because we got to move on to the next word. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to make a sound that goes something like this. It sounds very much like a uh, beaker from the muppets. I did not mean for that to happen. No, okay, this is the second form of echelon. This is a verb from circa 1860 starting with transitive to form or arrange in an echelon. If you're forming or arranging those geese in their the formation echelon. You are echeloning, echeloning the geese. Intransitive is 
to take position in an echelon. I gotta, I gotta find my echelon position. I'm gonna echelon myself. The next word is echeveria. I wanted to say echeveria, but it is echeveria. E-C-H-E-V-E-R-I-A. Noun from 1883. Any of a large genus of tropical American succulent plants of the orpine family that have showy rosettes of often plushy basil leaves and axillary clusters of flowers with erect petals. I love the description of plants and flowers. There's always just so many good words that I don't know at all, or just they're used in context that I'm not used to. Some, some really good words in there. I will post a picture of an Echeveria on social media. Uh, this name is from, it's a new Latin, it's the genus name. It is from Atanasio Echeveria, Echeveria, because there's two R's, who was a Mexican botanical illustrator who, now it says, I think it says they, they flourished in 1771, that was maybe their peak of their career, but it doesn't say when they were born or when they died. Uh, maybe we don't have that information, but we know that they were doing some real great work in 1771. Were they Were they born in 1771? You know what? I got a computer in front of me. Let's do a quick look. How do you spell this word? Atanasio. I don't know what I said before. Etche. You know what? Hey... Hey, look at that. Uh, Google filling it in for me. Oh, yes. Beautiful, beautiful illustrations. Uh, Let's see. Ah, yes. Born 1771. But now this says... uh, There's lots of information. There's not a lot of information here. Yes, they, they 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 were born. They came onto this planet in a living form around 1771. Um, Whoa. Was their mother or father? Echeverria accompanied Martin and Jose on the royal... Oh, those... I see. Those are not his parents. I thought that his... One of his parents was only uh, eight years older than him, which wouldn't have been out of the question, but uh, not likely. Okay, not a lot of information about this person, uh, but they made some uh, some plant plant paintings. Okay, um, uh, next next word. That's the sound that I am going to guess is made by this next word, which is echidna. E-C-H-I-D-N-A. Noun from 1832. Oh, this is going to be good. A spiny-coated, toothless, burrowing, nocturnal monotreme mammal, a monotreme mammal, of Australia, Tasmania, and New Guinea that has a long, extensible tongue and long, heavy claws and that feeds chiefly on ants. The species name of that one is Tachyglossus aculeatus. <laughs> and then also, though, uh, it's a related mammal with a different species name of New Guinea having a longer snout and shorter spines. 
Uh, clearly not as impressive as the, the longer-spined version. Uh, the species name for this one is Zaglosis. So the first one was Tachyglosis. This one is Zaglosis. Bru... Bruini? Bruigni. There's a J in there next to an I. Bruigni or Bruini. Uh, and obviously, we're going to post a picture of an echidna on social media. Sounds like a fascinating animal. I've heard of it. Don't really know much about it. I think I have seen them, seen pictures of them. Um, the the name is a Latin word, which means viper. Why viper? Uh, hmm. That that's interesting. I don't know. Is it the uh, the spiny the spiny coat? Uh, could it be the the tongue? What's the vitamin? You know, snakes stick out their tongue. These things have a long tongue, so maybe that's where uh, they came up with this name in the 1830s. Uh, also, Greek word echidna probably also means viper. And then there's more at the word ophitic. O p h i t i c. Oh, I'm I'm fascinated by these creatures. They sound really awesome and crazy and interesting. And I will put a link in the show notes for them as well thought I had something else to say. Oh, yes. Uh, there is a They Might Be Giants song called, is it just called Mammal? Mammal, Mammal. Um, I'm going to put a link because um, monotremes and echidnas are mentioned briefly in that song. So I'm going to put in a clip. The fox, the ox, giraffe, and tree, echidna, what a great clip. <laughs> I laugh because in real time, there's no clip. I just I just pretend that there's a clip, but I'm going to add it in the editing process. The next word is a prefix, um, akin. I think that's how you would say it, akin or akino, E-C-H-I-N, and then you can put an O at the end of it. There is no year, number one, it means prickle. Not pickle, but prickle, uh, as in echinoderm, or would it be echinoderm? Uh, yes, echinoderm. So I think the pronunciation would be echine or echino for the prefix. So if th- this echinoderm is probably going to prickle you, I don't know. Who wants a pickle? Prickle, prickle, prickle. Number two means sea urchin, as in uh, how do you say this? Echinoid or echinoid. And I know the pronunciations because they're coming up in this episode. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, from the, it's a Greek, Latin or Greek word, which is from echinos, which means sea urchin. So that's really just what it means. It's, it's an echidna. Eating something with its with its long, extensible tongue. Echinacea is next. Echinacea, echinacea. I guess some people say that. E C H I N A C E A. Noun from circa 1859. This is the dried rhizome, roots, or other parts of any of three purple cone flowers that are used primarily in dietary supplements and herbal remedies for the stimulating effect they are held to have on the immune system. 
And then also any of these herbs are also called echinacea or eche, echinacea. This is a new Latin f- word, which is its genus name. Uh, wow, there's really just not a lot of information here. Uh, so um, let's see. It's it's uh, it sounds like we need to put put a picture on social media for this one as well, and also I think a link in the show notes because there's probably a whole ton of information that uh, is is useful to know, interesting to know if you want to know more about this. I'm really fascinated by the evolution of this because I suspect it went from, you know, way back in the, well, I would guess hundreds or thousands of years ago, way back then, uh, native people were probably using this as a medicine. And over the years, uh, that has gotten into our very modern capitalistic society and it is now used um i think using the word capitalistic there is odd uh but anyway you know we we use it it has become one of these sort of uh quote-unquote hippie granola things um but clearly it must have some actual usage actual benefits um, I remember taking this as a kid sometimes. My mom was really into this stuff and, uh, you know, probably still is. So I think that there are some positive benefits to this. But I think that it has gotten to the level of, I think this is where the capitalism comes in, it has gotten to the level of overuse, maybe not the right use, maybe being confused about what it really can and can't do. And, you know, I think we've we've seen a lot of things like that. Like, uh, this is a superfood. It's going to solve all your problems. Nope, it's not, but it is useful in certain ways. So that's echinacea. Uh, go read about it. Go study it if, if you want to. I'm not going to force you to do anything. The next word. Echinococcosis. That's a fun word. Echinococcosis. E-C-H-I-N-O. C-O-C-C-O-S-I-S, echinococcosis. Let's put that on the list. (laughs) Let's put that on the list of uh, backwards words to figure out when I do more backwards videos uh, on my YouTube channel. There's like 15 of them. You can go check them out on my YouTube channel. There's a link in the show notes. Echinococcosis. Noun from 1900. Infestation with or disease caused by an echinococcus. Echinococcus. So when you got uh, too much echinococcus, you got the echinococcosis. And I don't think anybody wants that. What is an echinococcus? It is a noun from 1839. Any of a genus, echinococcus, of tapeworms. Ooh, Ooh, we're in the tapeworm world. Tapeworms that alternate a minute adult living as a commensal in the intestine of carnivores with a hydatid larva invading tissues, especially of the liver of cattle, sheep, swine, and humans, and acting as a dangerous pathogen. Stay away from the echinococcus, because you might get the echinococcosis, and nobody wants a tapeworm. Nobody wants any of that stuff. 
Let's put a link in the show notes. Let's put a link in the show notes. Let's put a link in the show notes for Echinococcus. It's a little bit like, uh, have you seen the videos of the porcupines eating? They make some very cute sounds when they're eating, or at least this one porcupine does. I assume other ones do too. Uh, It's a little bit like that. The next word, echinoderm. And this was the example when we got to the echin, echino prefix, which means prickle. So what is an echinoderm? It is a noun from 1835. Any of a phylum of radially symmetrical coelomate marine animals, including the starfishes, sea urchins, and related forms. The phylum name is Echinodermata. Echinodermat, no, Echinodermatis, that is an adjective. So uh, something described like one of these things is Echinodermatis, and it is an Echinoderm. Symmetri- radially symmetrical, I think those are cool. It's because it's symmetrical from the center, basically. Uh, and sea urchins, oh yes. Those are also using the echino prefix. Uh, let's see, the phylum name, yeah. Oh, the um, so the name is from, this is, I think, New Latin, the echine prefix, plus dermata, which is from the Greek word derma, which means skin, and I uh, the 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 prefix that we saw means prickle, and so you know I think it basically just means prickly skin. If all of those things, starfishes, sea urchins, other things like that, I think pretty much all of them have some sort of prickly skin, and um, yeah, I think I think it would be fun to post some pictures on social media for various echinoderms. Echinoid. Echinoid is next, or echinoid. This was the other example with the echino prefix, and that that one means sea urchin, so I think you see where this is going. An echinoid is a noun from 1864, and the synonym is just sea urchin. I'm an echidna. I'm eating some tasty food with my long extensible tongue. The last word is echinus. E-C-H-I-N-U-S. Noun from the 14th century. Number one, the synonym again is sea urchin. And now it goes, okay, 2A, 2A. The rounded molding that lies directly beneath the abacus in the capital of a column in the Greek Doric order. Is that something about columns or something? Did it mention? Yeah, the columns in the Greek Doric order. That's called an echinus? Hmm. And then to be is a similar member in other orders. Uh, yes, I've you know, there was the the Doric column and the Ionic? I don't remember the other ones. So why why are those called echinus? I don't know. This is from the Greek word echinos, which means hedgehog, which you know they're they're pretty prickly, so I guess that that makes sense. Also it means sea urchin. So the Greek echinos is hedgehog or sea urchin. Uh, what uh, are the the sea urchins the hedgehog of the sea? 
the or the or, or the other way around or the hedgehogs the sea urchin of the sea of the land i don't know i don't understand how it turned into this thing on uh, columns are those things prickly there's more at the word ophite o p h i t e and we saw that uh, with echidna, there's more at ophitic. So I guess in the O-P-H section, we're going to get some other similar words, maybe. Um, that That is the end. Though Those were all the words. And it's word of the episode time. We had echelon, echelon, echeveria, echidna, echine or echino, echinacea, echinococcosis, echinococcus, echinoderm, Echinoid or echinoid and echinus. Hmm. Which one? Which one? I don't know. Maybe echinacea. Um, you know, I mean, I think all these prickly things are pretty interesting and cool, but, you know, not really jumping out at me. Echinacea, I, I think we just have an interesting relationship as a, as a world, as a country with this stuff. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, but, you know, clearly it's been around for a while and uh, it's got some good medical uses. I, you know, when you're starting to get sick, uh, that this is where they say to take some echinacea. When you're getting sick, text, take some echinacea. It's going to boost your immune system. But you could also take it every day just to give you a little boost all the time. But then if you take it too much, maybe your body's going to get used to it and it's not going to have so much of a help to your immune system. That's the best song ever. Uh, Echinacea, the word of the episode. Go take some if you're getting sick. Um, I need to talk about another movie that I watched, and I'm going to talk about Soul. Soul. This is the second time I watched it. Uh, I watched this one. Did I watch this on the plane? Yes, I did. Um, It's uh, a Pixar movie. It's good. I really appreciate that that they were tackling death and music and ooh, all just all that life stuff and i just thought that that was really interesting i i know that some people i feel i feel like i've heard some people have issues with it i don't really know what they are i haven't really read up on that but i just um i just like that they were tackling those things in a way that you know i think kids can understand adults could appreciate and uh you know it just makes you think about life and what you're doing and why you're doing it and who you are and how'd you get that way and you know it's not like it's all scientifically accurate but I'm you know they're usually pretty good about trying to put as much real world stuff into their things like they did with Inside Out and the brain and memory and stuff so you know there's probably some I should probably read up on it but yeah I just I just enjoyed that movie and there were lots of interesting things that they were tackling. Um, I am recording this June 27th. The movie Elemental, or Elementals, uh, I think just came out, and I have not seen it yet, and I really want to see it. I want to see what they do with that stuff. It seems like it could be sort of your standard Romeo and Juliet story, but obviously with various elements uh, or things like that, you know, fire and water and soil and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see what they do, and I'm just a child at heart. Hello, goodbye. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.